Hello everybody and welcome to the 38th episode of the Alien vs Prince of Galaxy podcast. And this is your regular host, uh, Aaron Percival, or as I go by in the, uh, the AVP world, Corporal Hicks. Joining me today are regular cohorts, Ridgetop. Hello again everyone. And Xenomorphin. Hello viewers. Viewers. Listeners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> They could be viewing us on YouTube if we ever upload this to YouTube, which oh, you, we you totally shush, should. You should. <laughs> yeah, I, find listeners. I'm, I'm going to look into it. I, I want to. I want to tidy up the uh, the YouTube page first, but it's on the list. I promise you. And joining us today is who's becoming a regular co-star. Semi regular. Semi regular co-star. Uh, who the fuck? Hi guys. Thanks for joining us again. That's all right. Thanks for having me back. Uh, right, so what we're doing today, we are recapping the news from Alien Covenant, Alien 5 slash 3.2 slash Alien Camp, and The Predator. And since we haven't really, um, I'd, I'd, I'm told we have, but I don't remember, I haven't really talked about the um, the various bits of news in the uh, in the last few episodes, so I thought it was about time we did a uh, bit of a recap. And as of today, actually, um, well yesterday... We're filming the day after. Covenant, uh, filming, for its sake. We're recording the day after. <laughs> Alien Covenant wrapped, which was, uh, Friday the 15th of July. So that's, it's all done. Three months of filming. Pretty standard, um, pretty standard shoot. And everybody's moved on. A couple of the artists are still working on, uh, in post, and that's Wayne Hag and Steve Berg, I think it was. I, yeah, pretty sure it's Steve Berg. So they'll be helping out with post-production. Um, Do we know who's doing the music yet? It is the same chap. Yeah, Nick Lenny Smith, isn't it? Okay. Uh, it was it Harry Gregson Williams? Is the other one? Gregson Williams, yes, yeah, the same guy who did The Martian. Right, because that will well, probably be going on now. Yeah, yeah, of course. He did work on Prometheus as well, although he didn't get credited in the. Did a couple of tracks. Um, I think after um, was it Mark Streitenfeld? Pre- yeah, yeah, something like that. After he'd finished. So he'll he'll be doing starting the uh, scoring process soon, and visual effects are being done by Animal Logic and MPC. Now, do we know who's doing the practical effects? Because I, I assume those guys are just like computer effects, right? Yeah, those are computer effects. Practical effects were done by Odd Studios and Creature Effects Inc. I think. Creature Effects worked on Prometheus. They're well known for um, their prosthetics. They com- came up with like this um, special kind of prosthetics work. Um, so they worked on Prometheus. They worked on on this one again. An odd. Student. What did Weta do? I thought Weta were involved, weren't they? I think they did something on Prometheus, but I don't think. Okay, not really I think even in there. Prometheus, they were pretty limited in their involvement. Uh, just bits of visual effects from the looks of it. Digital effects, nothing. The the other company that's working with them, Animal Logic, they didn't work on Prometheus under that name, but they own the company that did. Ah. Fuel VFX. And they did things like the holotable on the Prometheus, the holographic engineers, you know, that David activates. The orary scene. And, yeah, quite notably, the orary scene, which I think is still one of my favourite visual effects scenes in um, in the Alien films. They'll be working on them. Oh, yeah, well, I suppose they can mention the, uh, the cap, actually. Um, have you seen the picture that Odd Studios um, posted up with Danny McBride? Uh, the one, oh, where it's all them on set? Uh, well, uh, all them posing somewhere 
with like the various oh, um, crew. With the floating water mysteriously yeah. levitating from the cup. Yeah. Well, uh, one of the guys is uh, wearing a cool hat with a, an alien on it. It's got like the Horus wings, and in the center is um, a cool little alien logo. Oh yeah, on the top right. Yeah. Well, it looks like an alien. It's still a bit too hard to tell, but I want that hat. <laughs> But there's not really a lot to talk about with that news. That's just, you know, that's happened. That's what's that's what's cracked off. Yeah, like like you were saying, they managed to keep quite a bit under wraps. I remember Prometheus had more leaks during filming. Mm, there was quite a few for uh, quite a few for Prometheus actually. What what leaked with this? The, the low- explosion on the set mm. and and the set. Oh yeah. Because um, you know, big like Colosseum type set. Yeah, true. And I think the one picture of the engineer head in the um, Sydney uh, Fox Studios. So, you know, we've actually and kept the this one. As with the ruinous stuff, weren't it? Yeah. So, you know, they've they've kept the tight lid on this one. But we've had a, we've had a few interesting bits. I think I think the one that got quite a lot of reaction and it's one that actually surprised me. But that was um, the news of uh, Numi Rapace actually being in the film. Mm. Because that one seemed to have come out of nowhere. And well, was didn't we originally? I thought it was said that she would be in it, and then she wouldn't. Would be and yes, yeah, and she was again. I I genuinely think that they were just trying to keep that one a secret because that didn't come from any any official sources or anything. That that was a um, a, a scoop from Deadline, who are mm. you know they're really good with the casting news and um, the actor news and stuff like that. So I don't think they wanted to. I don't think Fox wanted to let that one out of the bag. I think that was probably always planned. Yeah, deadline spoiled it for everyone, or for Fox, because she actually disappeared off social media about the time the um, Covenant was announced. Oh, that's interesting. She she stopped posting on her Instagram about that time, and she's just been incognito. See, you'd expect if it was just a cameo that she'd just carry on social mm-hmm. media. So. That might indicate she's in there for more than just the cameo. Well, she was she was down there for at least a week, I think. The um, I think the news was well, the the article from Deadline says weeks worth of stuff. So when did this go up? This went up just towards the end of the end of June. So there's been at least three weeks left of principal photography since um, no more actually. Sorry, four weeks of principal photography left since that was announced. Another thing that I thought was pretty interesting was all the all the pics we've seen of um, Fazbender has been with him with brunette hair. There's only one, isn't there? Uh, no, there's uh, there's one official uh, picture of Fazbender. There's one with him and Ridley Scott. Yeah, there, there's been quite a few pap shots and, uh, okay. you know, just guys meeting him in the streets because there's been a few where, like, he's been wearing a Covenant cap or um, stuff like that. And but he's he's been rocking brunette hair. I think it suits him better. The mm. the blonde fit hair always looked a bit. There was something a bit uncanny valley about it, which might have been the styling. I don't know. But it's um. I think it was deliberate because David Eight was meant to have that kind of not fitting completely with everyone look. So, but I think the brunette look actually suits him better. So it was it was largely to do with his fascination for. Um... Lawrence of Arabia as well, wasn't it? Just to give him a bit more character. Well, his styling was, I don't know if the colour of the hair was. But, um... I, I think that they those two were probably filming the original David E and her bits, because we haven't seen any pictures of him for a while, so I'm wondering if he's uh, 
mm. is dyed his hair again. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the other thing. They, if, if they film, because we heard a, a thing from way back near the beginning that both, there'd be two, at least two Davids mm. on there and that they're going to have the easiest way to differentiate them and will be from hair colour. So mm. if you do it's like just... a close up shot of just the head of the character, you won't even need to see like different clothing. You're instantly the audience will instantly know yeah, which yeah. one is who. And I think that's that's the way they're going to do it. And and to yeah. be fair, it, it has been. It was Ridley. It was a rumor initially, but then Ridley mentioned something about there being two David. So I think that's pretty much uh, yeah a guarantee. But what surprised me is how people, a lot of people, were really happy about that news that that Numi was coming back. So how do you guys feel about that? Well, I think the interesting thing is, I mean, there's really only three possibilities here. Either she's going to be in the intro to the film, or she'll be in a flashback, or she'll have interaction with the new crew in the main story. And and given the fact that this movie takes place ten years after the original Prometheus, I think the first two scenarios are likely. I think it'll either be a flashback or she'll be part of the intro. Um, but I, I think it's good, it, it, especially, I mean, if you're going to have it tie into Prometheus, I, I think it's, considering how that movie ended, it's necessary to show what happened to her. Hmm. Well, I always felt that if they had a skipped out on it, it was either going to be they're just fobbing her off, severing connections to Prometheus, other than the obvious stuff. Or she was actually going to play a pretty, you know, a mystery role in the film. Or, you know, her fate would be a point. But actually knowing that she's in it is... I still think it's going to be something the film disguises, perhaps. I don't see her being in it early on, the intro. I, I think they're going to start with the new crew. And while they're doing whatever they're doing, um, they'll come across Prometheus, David and Shaw or whatever. Yeah, well, it could be like in um, Predators where Lawrence, what's his name? Lawrence Fish. Lawrence Fishburne. Fishburne. Yeah, and it, you know his character. It might be something like that where you know she's been out there for that long, but she's had to take bits of engineer technology or whatever. But um, I mean, personally, when I heard the news and I thought, well, okay, she's in it because I was one of the biggest criticisms. I mean, we've discussed it here before. It was difficult to find the Prometheus characters relatable. So. Mm. I was surprised that many people actually had any kind of emotional investment in seeing the character's outcome, which could have just as easily been served by having David Eight there, which was what I was assuming when I heard she wouldn't be showing up, but there was a likelihood that the original David would. It wouldn't be something like he, he would hint at her fate and then the third movie might deal with it, or, or he would reveal, yeah, we, we came here, but she got killed, and then you'd, the movie would deal with what killed her, or something like that. I'm not too bothered about when whether she found her answers, because the question she was going after, well, why did they kill us? I mean, that's... I think that can be dealt with by other characters who basically uncover more engineer revelations or whether we, she is needed as a character I don't know, I, th- I think people will like, the, like to feel like loose ends have been tied up the problem is as we know back then, whenever Ridley Scott and Lindelof they, they were asked about it, they said, no, we don't have any, you know, clear plans. It could go any number of ways. So whatever they come up with, 
it won't be something they've planned from the start. It's just something they've come up with since. Well, Spates and Ridley had a two-part thing going, so it's it's possible that perhaps Ridley went back to some of those ideas from you know from pretty early on. Possible, but this one had a completely different writer. Yeah, well. So I've, that it's possible, but I've, I've, it's far from definite. <laughs> Whatever it is, I mean, I, I hope it's it's going to be... It, I'm, I'm sure the fans of Prometheus, they would hope it's better. I, I do get whenever I've been seeing some of the production photos from it and concept art, I get the sense that at least the lighting looks like it's trying to copy that alien isolation vibe, which is nice to see, but um, that doesn't give you an indication of how the atmosphere in general so um, it's there's not much to actually go on though you're right there really hasn't been much in the way of little reveals or anything i mean what i remember from prometheus we got pictures of you know that that the vehicles and you know big bits big yeah, chunks of set and we really haven't had anything they've, they've done really really well with this i mean it even it's nice that they've they've had quite a quite a big presence on online on social media and stuff, but even then the stuff they post in is it's like a nice little tease, but it's not really it's not really anything, is it? Would you think they've learnt from Prometheus? Because with Prometheus, that it it got to a point where some people were thinking, have they already pushed all the good stuff out? There? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think maybe they're trying to learn from that. Mm. It would be nice. Yeah, it would be nice. Yeah. It would. I mean, I know. Do you remember um, the recent Independence Day sequel, a, um, Resurgence, and they literally pushed out a trailer that had, I think, one of the trailer the the things they released. It was like ten minutes or fifteen minutes of the entire film, and I deliberately chose not to watch it. But I thought, what the hell is their marketing department thinking? Yeah, it's I remember nice, seeing but, that. Yeah, and it's nice that this is not giving much away. Oh, we've, we've still but, got a year left. Proper marketing hasn't, yeah, <laughs> hasn't so, kicked in yet. And as we all know, the Prometheus trailer mm. with that iconic music with the, the little screaming thing, that ultimately turned out to be one of the single best things about Prometheus mm. in general. And that still had a lot of the, um, you know, a lot of the big bits of the film in. I mean, yeah. I I would very much like them to have a more at least at least the trailer at least footage wise much more um, reserved uh, marketing. Mm. You know, I don't I don't I, I don't want to see the uh, friggin' derelict blow up. I don't want to see the main spaceship blow up in it. But you know you know how Prometheus sort of copied the alien trailer. Um, mm. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing stuff like that, but it, it gets to the point where it might be like, all right, now, nah, come on, now. Nah. Yeah. You're overusing it. You mean like the the mysterious early yeah. trailers for the first Alien, but without going to, like, grandiose like Prometheus yeah, did? Yeah, You know, just shots without context, nothing massive, that same sort of eeriness to it. But then again, I don't know if that would suit it. We don't don't really know what the film's going to be like. Though Danny, Danny McBride did, um, did tell us a little bit about what to expect, which I think was probably quite refreshing for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah we I mean, know it, he's um, the captain. said a lot by not saying much, mm. but it was interesting. He, he did a like a just under a minute interview with Hitflix, I think it was, and said very little, but it said quite a lot. A lot of people, when his casting was announced, it was like, eh, 
You mean that silly bastard from all those um, <laughs> shitty comedy films? So it's the same with this Franco news that we'll probably talk about later. But, you know, that was a worry to a lot of people. And, you know, he, he came out and he explained that he went into this, you know, expecting to be playing that sim- silly comic relief kind of guy. But it turns yeah. out he's playing the captain of the ship. Um, and we've seen him in a, in one of the pictures that, that Fox have released as well. But that picture was nice because oh, yeah. I I really like the set design that because mm. one of my problems yeah. with Prometheus isn't that the ship looked you know more advanced than the Nostromo but it looked more advanced than Gateway Station than the you know the Marine ship with the the Marines themselves are saying in Aliens you know state of the badass art it looked more advanced than you know the Hadley's Hope this one looks like it would fit right into Hadley's Hope mm. I, I really like even that low key lighting and the, the little switches like the, I the love little the displays it, yeah I, it's really nice to see it return. To that. Not because I want to see a you know a, a shitty rusty ship, but I want to see some kind of consistency there, so you can go from watching that into watching Alien, into watching Alien. It feel like one big continuity. Yeah, um, I assume that picture is of the Bridge of the Covenant. Um, but yeah, I, I noticed that as well. The the really lo-fi tactile switches felt definitely more in place. I mean, it, it didn't feel like you were saying it didn't feel like overly grungy or dingy sci-fi. It still no. had an advanced look about it, but it wasn't like hyper sleek future. Mm. It was more yeah. like I mean, it feel. looks like it looks like you could still believe something like NASA or someone if they were building a ship. It would. St- it could still look like that if it was being built now. It looks future, believably futuristic, but not hyper futuristic like Prometheus did. It filled in that 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 little window of opportunity there. It, it was a it's a nice modern take. You you can believe if they really did literally redo Alien today, that would be how the Nostromo would look. Mm. But yeah, he he built it with with what was advanced and handy at the time, didn't he? You know, is it looks dated to us, of course, now. But at the time, that that was what they had. They had the CRT on the chunky ass monitors and stuff like that. How about you, Huda? Uh, yeah. Well, going back to Danny's casting, I was actually sort of quite intrigued by that because there's a bit of a history of guys known for comedy then going mm. into a serious role and really pulling it off. We've got, I mean, uh, Paul Reiser in yeah. Alien is very good. But you've also got guys like Jim Carrey did it, Robin Williams did it. When they played a serious character, they like for whatever reason they could, they just really seemed to to nail it. So I, I was quite interested to see what he's going to do with it. There's a well, the most fa- uh, one of the best examples of that, which is quite um, you know relevant today with a different film being released is Bill Murray. Some of his best work has been drama, yet everyone recognises him for like, you know, Ghostbusters and Zombieland and stuff, but some of his best stuff is just pure straight drama stuff. His last in translation was was one of those, wasn't it? Yeah. That was a very good imp. I think on that, he just turned up on set and decided he was going to do it. Not too uh, too sure of the backstory of that one. But there's, there's, there's a quote there Every time something like this happens, somebody known for being a goofball, somebody known for being a comic gets cast in something where everybody's like, no, fuck off. There's, there's a quote I always remember, and I can't, I'm not sure who it was, I think it was Joss Whedon, but he always says that comedic, well, whoever it was, said that comedic actors make the perfect uh, dramatic actors because they have the timing down, you know? Yeah. So, I was never ever worried about McBride's cast 
McBride's casting. And it's you know, there's something else he says in that as well, which was, you know, he was excited to be able to do something that he wasn't, you know, he wasn't he wasn't doing before. You know, this isn't his this isn't him playing Sorry. himself in a different film kind of thing. Uh, which I like hearing that kind of stuff from the actors, you know, who were uh, excited to be working on on the projects. Well, with him, it was it was. I remember when I heard the news, and I. I did get a little worried because an actor like McBride, he's very closely associated with that kind of like Will Ferrell territory. And mm. if he had been cast in this, you, you'd worry. But um, I mean, I've, I've seen him in the costume. I, I can believe McBride will be fine. And well, we haven't heard from any of the other actors as well. I don't think. No. I think we, we've barely heard anything since he went into filming. Uh, but there was there was another nice little tidbit from McBride, and that was him talk about the tone of the film. Mm, yeah, which is uh, saying a lot of the right things as far as that goes. Yes, in that in that under a minute segment, you know, telling us that it was going to be a dark film, you know, dark sci-fi. Well, he called it dark horror, which is dark nice horror movie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, personally, I think he's going to be a really good casting choice. I mean, we've seen a number of instances where. Actors are chosen that people don't really expect. Like even recently, like Ben Affleck with Batman, at Not first it was like yeah. right, and he was great. Everyone was was doubting him on that. So I think, and even Adrian Brody in in Predators, uh, people thought, you know, why are you casting him for this mm. this badass role? And and he really pulled it off. So I I, yeah. I have a lot of faith in Danny McBride um, to to play a good captain role. The the other actors aren't massive either, are they? I, I don't think I've seen anything with the other guys in. Oh, well, apart from Watchmen and Billy Crudup. I've, I've seen Demi and Bashir in a couple of things, but I couldn't name them off the top oh, of yeah, my head. Oh, yeah, he's probably one of the bigger ones, isn't he? Yeah. Didn't you do The Hateful Eight with... Um, yeah, that's right, yeah. He's, he's quite... He's, from what I've seen him in, he's quite chameleonic. He, like, you, you often... You lose him in a role. You don't really twig that it's him. Like, if it's, if it's if you're watching Tom Cruise, it's always it's Tom Cruise. But with him, you can kind of disappear into the character a little bit better. Which is... There's always there's always the worry when you have the you know the the big actors, isn't it? Is is whether they they separate the actors and the yeah the the characters. Um, well, that's why I prefer that people say, oh, well, who should be cast the next Predator film? Whatever. Yeah. And they always do these big names. I always think, no, I want it because you remember in Alien, I think Tom Skerritt was the the biggest star in there. Nobody had really heard much of Sigourney Weaver and all the rest of it, and it made it refreshing because for most people back then, they re- they thought. Dallas was the guy that was going to survive. And, you know, it, it was ultimately Ripley. And that helped um, sell those moments like when um, Lambert and Parker, they're putting the, the oxygen together. And you think, oh, shit, Ripley's looking for the cat. She's going to be the one that gets it. And she doesn't. It's a complete red herring. And if all of those have been, you know, big names, you'd be able to red flag that, you know, telegraph that from a mile away. And it really helps a lot when they're a, a little known actor. And also, I've, in, for those of us who watch Gotham, some of, they've made a deliberate effort to cast virtual unknowns. And it, it's worked really well for some of the um, actors they got to play some of the villains. They've done some really interesting takes on their characters. And it's it's just really nice. Well, when somebody who hasn't had a chance at fame, they they you know they're talented, but they get a chance to get their foot in the door. And as long as they do a good job, that's all you really want. And it helps circumvent expectations, like you were saying. Yeah. But, but you know what? What 
I forget why, why I was thinking of this the other day, but what I'm worried about from this new film is the Daniels character, in that they're going to make her another Ripley. She's going to be the oh, one oh, to yes. survive. Yeah, yeah. She's going to be a mother, isn't she? Oh, well, I wasn't thinking of that bit. I was thinking more in terms of personality. Yeah, well, her literally like yeah. it through to the end of the film as well. I mean, we've had Ripley, we've had Lex from AVP, we've had. Shaw from Prometheus, you know, they all make it through to the end of the film. I want to, I don't want her to survive because I think <laughs> people are going to go with expecting, uh, here's another, here's yeah. another Ripley. Kill her off in middle. Jesus Christ, come on. Plot armor, basically. Mm, yes, exactly. I don't want her to be another redux of, of Sigourney's character. You want everybody to have an equal chance of mm. peril because otherwise, if you know someone's going to survive, you know, you it's like the stakes have already diminished. That that hurt a lot of um, the Paul Anderson AVP film because people thought, well, it's set on Earth. We know the aliens aren't going to get out. There's no chance of the aliens going to get We know they're going to have to use a predator, a wrist bomb, or someone's going to have a nuke or something. The aliens aren't going to get So that instantly devalued any stakes that the story might have otherwise had. This, there's a lot of unknowns because it's set on a, a planet that's far away enough that, you know, we won't necessarily know if, you know, the, quote, bad guys win. And it's it's nice to just for, for once to not know what's going to happen. The moment you devalue those, those stakes, you, you take away the audience's uh, a little measure of that willing sense of disbelief. And if you, the characters are basically in the audience's point of view, the audience will relate to them because they are the audience. It's like, you know, as much as Alien 3 is flawed and you... You didn't care necessarily for one bald-headed prisoner to the next. If if they make these characters in their own right and they are all equally in peril, like in Alien, mm-hmm. it's gonna serve to em- give emphasis to those moments of horror or thrill in a way that it otherwise just won't do. Completely agree. Has, has anybody seen much of Waterston? I don't think I've ever seen her in anything. She was in. Inherent Vice, I think, was the one she was in before this. And she's I think she's going to be in the new Harry Potter film. I did want to see Inherent Vice, but I didn't get around to... I missed it in the cinema. I did hear quite good things about that. I'd, I'd not heard of that one at all. I remember seeing the trailers. The trailers made it look very strange, but I, I, I did, it did get sort of good reviews. I think it was quite quirky. I did want to watch it, but I just, I honestly just missed it. She was in the Steve Jobs um, film as well, and that was that was with Fassbender as well, wasn't it? It was David Fincher no. directing as well. Yeah. So you know they they worked together, but she's another relatively unknown. It's just make sure the her character just doesn't have that plot armor. What else have we got? The creature, the creature hand. Somebody want to? Mm. Ah, yes, the claw. Somebody want to talk yeah, about that? It um, it definitely doesn't seem like a xenomorph hand. It seems like some other beastly type creature. My first thought was the deacon, and I don't know how they'd bring it back for this one, considering it takes place on a different planet. But maybe it's a similar type creature or mm. something like that. I mean, uh, it, it looks it looks more biological than, like you say. I think the. Maybe the, the colouring it's got on it might be a bit of a red herring because it, it doesn't look like an alien, mm. but it's obviously very it's coloured very much like an alien. But it looks more what? organic. Yeah, there's there's very there's like zero biomechanical detail in there at all, is there? I mean, obviously it's a work in progress as well. We don't yeah might yeah. not ne- necessarily be the finished standard. No, yeah, I, I think there's more detail that's got to be added to it. Um, but I will say if you those out there who've listen to our podcast on the original 
engineer's script before it became Prometheus. Um, this might be a hint that they are going back to that idea of different types of alien. There's not just one alien. There are different stages, different types of facehuggers, different types of xenomorphs, as it were. Um, and we're going to see multiple different species, as it were, that have all got this kind of like genetic lineage to the original alien as we know it, but they might not be the alien, mm. which I've, I remember me and Seal and others, but, um, you know, before Prometheus, and we were all saying that, well, Ridley Scott, he doesn't think he can, he could make the original creature scary. The best way for him to do that is to be able to do exactly what the engineer's script did and have things that have a lineage to the alien, but they can be a, a very different design. You know, you can put more arms on them or whatever. You can do what you want as long as you, there's that kind of similar aesthetic, um, like a, you know, a, that touch of H.R. Giger in there. They can be a completely different design. At the same time, though, I mean, I think they've admitted that all the original designs are going to make an appearance in this film. Yeah. So yeah. Whether the thing it's going I'm... to be in the same form as we recognize, let's... Right. The thing I'm just worried about is that they're going to make the alien uh, creature just too convoluted if they have all these subspecies or things like that. I think people that want to see the alien again, they want to see the biomechanical creature they remember. I mean, obviously, it's not going to look exactly the same as it did in the first film. But um, I, I really do hope that they don't go overboard with with all these other creatures in the film. I I honestly didn't think any of the creatures in Prometheus were all that interesting um, compared to the aliens. So uh, I would be pretty disappointed if the aliens were just kind of like a, a footnote at the end, kind of like the T-800 was in um, Terminator Salvation, if it's something like that. Um, but I guess we'll, we'll see. It does sound very much like this sort of building towards the the create and I know this you hate this um, xenomorphing but yeah building towards <laughs> the the idea of, of the aliens being you know an artificial creation yeah and i i honestly don't know whether we're going to see the alien you know the traditional alien in the film i mean you'd expect you'd expect to from the comment comments he's made cause like you were saying he you know he said that, that they're going to have they're going to have all the originals in there, specifically for, you know, said the big chap as well. But it feels like a lot of the focus is going to be on building up towards that creation. I, I wouldn't be too surprised if maybe they were a footnote. Maybe, maybe it's a bridge into the next film kind of thing. But I don't think, uh, from the amount of quotes, I think even from Ridley Scott, you know, they are, they, as has been said, they are... They did keep pushing this idea that, yeah, we're going to see the original creature, the original creature, the original creature. They, so I, I think if they are going to get shown, it's, it's not going to be like a deacon type thing, just like a little yeah, cameo. It's seconds. going to be more substantial than that. How substantial is another question, but I, I think it is going to be more substantial. Do we want to see the suit before the film comes out? No. No. Yeah, I, I have to agree. I, I kind of, I'm I'm in this position where I kind of want to I want everything you know but I also you know I don't want to know as much. Well, I mean it depends. If it is literally the original alien, then we already know what it looks like anyway. So <laughs> at that point, I wouldn't mind a sort of semi in the shadows with just the right amount of lighting where you nice see, little you know, silhouette shot kind of thing. Yeah, where you can make out some detail because of highlights on the skin, 
but just enough because we already know what the alien looks like anyway. Mm. So at that point, it's not like the mystery would be destroyed because we already, but we want to know how good it looks like the original, but only if they are going to show the original creature. If these are new creatures, absolutely, I, I don't want to be spoiled beforehand. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I don't think I could resist wanting to see it. Um, no, that's the problem. You know, you know, you'd click on it if somebody says creature well, suit photos. Here. I've got to, haven't I? I don't have a choice. I need to report these things. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, we totally skipped over something with Waterston. That horrible, horrible rumor. Oh, Ripley's mum. Yeah. 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 Pl- please, yeah, please yeah. don't go down that route. Yeah. No, then it would be like yeah. Jaws: The Revenge, pretty much. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I think it's one of the worst things that's happened to the series of late is this reliance on Ripley, on or on just on the name. I mean, I'll hold my hand up and say it completely worked out in the end. But isolation when they announced it was going to be Amanda, yeah, I was like, oh, come on. And, then, and I still don't think they needed it to be Amanda. They could have tweaked the story to make it. It, it, it works. They could have tweaked it, but the thing is, there was a logical reason for it to be her. That worked. Whereas, I, I, make I, it... that, but they, I mean, they could have made it like someone who was related to Parker or Lambert, and you don't get yeah. it because she didn't have their surname, and they, it, may, it might have been right at the end you find out there was a link. But it... We know that Amanda was related to Ripley, we know that the daughter was there. It's, mm. it's not a ad hoc kind of retcon kind of thing. You know, it works like Huda said, she has an entirely logical reason to run into these guys again. And as well as that, from a you know a character point of view, it brings it brings emotional baggage with her. You know, she's already got this understandable layer of development straight from the go. And that lovely moment when she finally hears Sigourney's voice you know, on the end of the report, and it all works. Oh yeah, no, the the execution works really well. I just you know there is just that die-hard part of me that thinks it doesn't quite gel with what Burke says and when you bring that up people say oh well Burke was lying and I think well, Ripley would have looked at it from third party sources because she is at her most paranoid about the company and everybody who works for it when she had just woken up at the start of Aliens so I mean I know there's wriggle room for it but it's, there's always that part of me that just goes oh, I wish they'd have given me a little more grounding because as Alien Isolation is, I won't spoil it for those who haven't played it, but the way it ends, it kind of, it doesn't settle that for me. So, I mean, it, it, it's executed really well. I totally agree, but I, I do just keep wishing they had chosen an original character. Well, that, you know, that aside, it, there, there was a point for that to be there, is, is where, yeah. we're, where we're going for. Yeah, I, you, I agree. Yeah. There is no point It didn't to... feel like just a throwaway thing for the sake yeah, of it. Like, yeah. They thought through for her motivation. It made her yeah. grounded and feel that much more relatable. It doesn't feel that way with Covenant, with this potential thing. No. Yeah, uh, I although, think... in fairness, we, do, we don't know much, anything about yeah. the character. We've just heard that aspect. Uh, well, we don't, don't even... Let me just preface it. This is a rumour. We have no idea. Yes. Yes, true. Yeah, true. I think we were all nervous about how... Amanda would work in isolation, and it it ended up working pretty well, I thought, but I think this would just feel too shoehorned. Uh, One interesting thing, though, when I heard about the rumor and and I looked at that picture of the the actor, I was like, wow, she really, she she could look that part. Like, she she does have a similar look to to Sigourney in that sense. Um, 
At least I thought so. And I know some other people yeah. were making those comments, but, um, no, I, I hope they don't go down that route. I think it would be just really, I don't know. It would just feel too contrived, I guess. Yeah. Like everything would, has would to be, relate to Ripley. Yeah, that it, is the thing. It feel like they were doing it just for the sake of doing it. Just to get the yeah. name in there. Yeah. To put the name on the, on the poster. Yeah, it'd, be, it'd be terrible fan service is what it would be. It, it's like, it's the kind of thing where it seems like a, a company goes, Oh, the fans will love this. And then, yeah, it's like, no, no, no thank you. Well, yeah, because it all <laughs> goes back to Out of the Shadows again, where it wasn't the author's original intention to put Ripley in there, but Fox demanded it. Mm. And it, ever since that and the isolation thing, it's like Fox is thinking, well, they got sales. Hey, Ridley, how about doing this? I don't know if that's what happened, but I can't escape feeling that's what it's done purely from a marketing strategy and not just for, as Rich Top said about putting her name on the poster. I think it might be a way for them to think of like, you know, marketing spin-offs and stuff. Um, and if that is their sole reason for doing it, then please don't. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, I agree. I, I don't want, I don't want the Ripley connection. I, I can't see it being of any use to Covenant. I can't see it having any sort of emotional impact, any story, logical reasons. It would just seem too contrived. And, yeah, it's unnecessary. Hopefully that rumour is completely false. Well, didn't, didn't Ridley Scott say something about, oh, well... Yeah, he, come, he said they'd do they a little connection. It from the back passage or something, with the implying it would be. Ridley Scott spoke about Alien Covenant having a connection to Ripley back in 2015, leading many to speculate that this connection could be a character who is a relative of Ripley. He said, it's more associated with Ripley, it's a completely different angle, it's more of a sequel, I'm coming in from the back end. So what yeah. the shit that means? But that is a worrying hint that this might yeah. be the case, but, it, but we don't know. There was another piece that sort of gave credence to this, and it's that the spoiler was uh, removed. Oh yes, yes. At the, re- at the request of the studio, according to the to the play. Yeah, that I, I remember at the time thinking, oh, it could be good, and then I heard it was removed. And I thought, oh yeah, that's there's a little more to it than you think. Mm. That that would be immensely unfortunate. Lambert and Parker and Dallas, they never get any relatives. (laughs) Waiting for one product to come out, it's like Lambert's niece or something. Vasquez got a sister at one point, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Carmen in the comics, yeah. I don't think they ever did much with it. No, it's like the bug men that featured in that. They never really explained them. That was a comic, was its whole, whole other mess. It's clone, the name Colonial Marines is cursed as a title. Need to stop making them. I think that's everything for Covenant, though. Of interest, any anyway. Uh, there was odd little bits of comments, like Fazbender talking about the, the set and saying, you know, it would be more akin to. Well, he says it's like the original Star Wars. Yeah. It was. Uh, there was Ridley talking about how it's going to scare the shit out of us. Oh, oh yeah. Said the same. The thing exact same quote as he used for Prometheus. <laughs> yeah. It was actually in the um, the first teaser footage for um, for Prometheus. Yeah. He literally said, "I will scare this. Will scare the show. I will scare the shit out of you." And he didn't Ridley. Maybe you know. I'm lucky guy, but I'm around. Should we move on to another film that pisses off and, and excites pe- people? <laughs> <laughs> the Poison Chalice. Yeah. <laughs> Alien 5, Alien 3.2, Alien Camp, whatever you want to call it. Aliens is. Uh, yeah, Aliens 2. 
um, with, you know, like a squared mark, whatever. Um, some half people seem to love the idea, half people seem to hate it, but it's not going anywhere. Not yet, anyway. Not yet. The last we heard was from Sigourney, who hinted that, well, she didn't hint, she pretty much said it was going to be a while, because she's got commitments to the Avatar films. Two of them. Mm-hmm. I think they're doing three, aren't they? I think he did talk about doing a new trilogy. Yeah, she mentioned she's needed for two of them, so whether or not her okay. character will, or we don't know. And Neil's, maybe, of course. You know, we don't know what she if, remembers. If they ever get started on those movies, too. <laughs> Bloomkamp's got his own new film to work on, The Gone, yeah. the Gone World. And then she, she says, I hope it won't be a few years. I hope it'll be a couple, but it's, you know, they've got to get through those projects first. What is nice in that um, quote is that she confirms it was Fox who mm. um, wanted told Blomkamp to hold off until it worked because a lot of fans they were a little overreacting. They were saying, "Oh well, it's Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott's doing this. It's all an egotistical." And no, it wasn't him. It was Fox that did this. So um, I think it's from a, from a business point of view. I I, I see where they're coming from because they're going to be yeah. afraid of of over. They're saturating the market. They don't want too many Alien films coming out at the same time. And by all accounts, I don't think Alien 5 was something that they counted on. I really think that this film came about because of the reaction to it. Yeah. But by the, by the same token, I mean, they they can release the film whenever the hell they yeah, want. Yeah. And if you, some, some people out there, I'm sure a lot of our um, people who listen to these podcasts, they're horror fans in general. Cabin in the Woods, that, that was held, it was already filmed and it didn't actually get released for, I think it was like a year or something and then it got released and I enjoyed Cabin in the Woods but it Great was film. actually completed way longer before it got released. So Fox have a... told him, don't you start it. They could have actually done both films simultaneously and it's... then released them whenever they wanted. There's a money thing here, though, as well. Yeah, I think they want to wait and see how successful Covenant yeah. is, because um, it'll be the first film with, with the Alien title for since 97. Unless, unless we count the AVPs, but that's, <laughs> that's not exactly a shining beacon of success, is it? So I think they wanted to make an alien film and this was getting really popular online and Ridley was focused on other projects and kind of stalling on, on progress moving forward with Prometheus. And then when he, when Ridley saw they were going with this, he was like, Hey, I'll, I'll do this sequel immediately. And then Fox shifted back to him because I think he, you know, he, he wanted, he didn't want Prometheus to be his last involvement with, with the franchise. Cause I think even he knows how divided people were about it. So at least that's my take on it. I just, you know, no evidence supporting that, but mm. that's what I assume. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. You know, I, I think they, they, they've got no Star Wars anymore, have they? They've got no big franchise. Mm. They want in Alien to be this. They, they can't... I mean, yes, they could film Alien 5 and release it later, but they still need to know that there's, you know, there's a, a market there for it. I, I think also... know there's a market, because they keep on, you know... Alien Isolation, they're happy to license the, the property out, you know, the new comic series, they know there's a market out. I know, but would it be a successful market for them? I mean, we all we all prattle on about how amazing Isolation was, but as far as the publishers were concerned, it wasn't it wasn't good enough, you know? Prometheus is going to be a bit of a, a, a stigmata on, on Covenant, because 
there'll be people who have seen it and gone, yeah, fuck that, I'm not watching the next one. So it's it's got to it's got to prove that there's you know there's the the real money there. Especially if like Scott wants to, you know, he wanted he was on about doing three new films, wasn't he? So you know they need to make sure it works before they sink um, sink the money into it. In fairness, it has been four years since Prometheus, and also I think they've they've downplayed the fact that it's a sequel to Prometheus quite a bit. Mm. I mean, you know, they've they've said Fassbender's in it. They've been very coy about Numi Rapace being in it, and I don't think I've I've never really heard it called a Prometheus sequel. It's just sort of the new Alien film. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, what they say is it's it's the next part of the prequel saga that yeah. Prometheus started, is how they usually mm-hmm. word it. But yeah, I think, I think I th- the category is firmly lodged with Prometheus. Yeah. I think Scott really showed some. I know I've said this before, but I think he showed some prowess after after The Martian, and it gave me a lot more confidence in him pulling this off. Um, but yeah, I know a lot of people, myself included, still have the taste of Prometheus lingering, so they're a little more cautious with this one. <laughs> but I think the fact that it has an alien title now. I kind of feel like they're trying to make the movie that Prometheus should have been, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Because the original plan for Prometheus was to, you know, go off in its own direction and and get further away from Alien, and Fox pretty quickly saw that there's not really any money in that. So they're doing the opposite. They're steering it back towards Alien now. And it's not like you can't take Alien in, in an original or sort of spinny offy ish direction. You know, like like Xenomorphin was saying earlier, you can do things related to it. I mean, I'd I'd love to see like some sort of other sill type creatures or whatever, you know, more uh, Giga-esque things, because Prometheus oh. opened up a stonking new directions, amount of directions that they could go off and explore, but still being related to to the original. I mean, there's there's a lot there for them to play with properly. I think the trouble is you'd you'd like that i'm sure quite a few of us would like that but would it be profitable alien 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 has a draw the sort of a spin-off wouldn't you yeah know what i mean like the the fan base will go and see it but would joe public they probably wouldn't whereas they might go and watch an alien movie because it's alien mm. right, cause still, that's it. we don't know exactly how alien this is going to be either so this might still be spin-offish kind of bridging the guy you're completely right of course you know and again, it's like we were saying. This, this is. We think this is probably them going to be testing, testing the success of, of of Covenant. Well, look, I, th- I think the adding Alien to the title. I mean, I think Ridley Scott he claimed at one point it was already always intended to do that. That that's a marketing thing. But I think we all know if it's a big budget film, Ridley Scott directs it. I I don't think the marketing department is going to have much of a problem trying to sell it as such as much as they want to. I the the problem with you know whether or not it stays with the original creature, blah blah blah. I think when we all saw the Prometheus trailer, that trailer, that one famous trailer we all remember, we all thought, fuck, yeah, that is what we want. But we want that atmosphere. And what we got was like it or loathe it or feeling different. The film we got felt like a completely different creation to what we were being prepared for. 
I think if yeah. they go for what made that, you know, your the hair on your back of your neck when you saw it, that trailer, if they aim for that atmosphere, it will score a hit. No matter what's involved, if they get that atmosphere right, it will be a hit. It will at least make its money back, if not make a decent profit. Because that's what pe- when people saw that trailer, they they went, "This is what we've been waiting all this time for." We we don't we know it's not going to have the original creature. There's going to be new, but it's going to be like that. And then we got film, and it wasn't like that. And this one, whether or not it's got Alien in the title, if the film result, if they if they are aiming to make it like the, the the that emotional reaction you get when you saw that trailer. I, I think that's going to completely erase all the bad taste because that's what people wanted to see with Prometheus. They didn't get it. And from these little snippets we're getting, they're not much, but they are hinting we might be going down that road. Even with, as we said earlier about, um, you know, McBride saying this, you know, I was expecting this, but this is a really dark shit. This is a dark horror, man. That's making me think, oh, are they going to go in that direction? And we we can, you know, fingers crossed that if they make it like that trailer, that's all they've got to do. Yeah. And with a guy like Ridley Scott in there, there is a chance it may well actually do that. If it's some other director, then, you know, that's all marketing. But he's the kind of guy who could, if his heart is in it, he could do it. He can still make good films. We've seen that with The Martian, haven't we? A completely different film tonally, but he's still capable of making great great films and I have to agree I, I've been cautiously optimistic about this but I've been ready to be disappointed because of Prometheus but those little comments from like um, O'Brien and stuff have started to make me a little bit more excited you know am I going to see cautiously yeah, am I going to see something more like you know what Prometheus advertised itself as which would be nice we kind of went back from Alien 5. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah. One of, one of the things about that I'm, I'm a little concerned about is, you know, Michael Bean and Sigourney Weaver are, are, they're getting older. So yeah. I think if they keep this movie postponed for so long, it's going to get that, to the point where it's not. Yeah, they believable. won't be feasible, yeah. uh, to play the main roles in that film anymore. Mm. Which, would it kill the project off? Would that be? I know there's a lot of people that really like the idea of seeing Hicks and Ripley back up on that screen, but like we were saying with with Waterston, you know, there's too much reliance on Ripley. I, I'm yeah. not I'm not sure I'd be upset to see the retcon angle disappear. Yeah, I I would actually really like that. Like, let's say they have that same uh, Bloomcamp style of a an alien film that takes place in the same time, but it's an original idea rather than following those characters. Right. So that way, it doesn't break the continuity, and we still get an interesting, cool new alien film with Bloomcamp's signature style. I I think that would be ideal personally, but it seems like this this whole premise was sold on the idea that that it was really popular. People wanted to see oh. Hicks and Ripley yeah. back together, which I think you could you could make a great Bloomcamp alien film without oh, that. Definitely, but, I. You know, if it goes on too much longer, though, I get the feeling that Blumkamp wouldn't be interested in in doing it. I mean, this this is the second time that Fox had dicked him around. Um, yeah. You know, it's he, he sort of swore off big studio franchise films and made made a couple of uh, interesting ones on his own. Is it going to be is it going to be too much for him again? I mean, he's got a great style, like you said. I mean, he. Like Scott, he needs somebody to help him with, with the narrative aspect of it, with the story, with the script. 
but stylistically, I think it'd be a perfect match for an alien film. I just don't, I don't think he'd really be up for it if, if Fox continue messing him around and if he's got to wait ages for, for Weaver. I think on some level it'll be dependent on the current project that he's that he's working on. I can't remember what it's yeah. called, but if that comes out Gone and the World. reception is Gone World, yeah, yeah, if if the reception to that is really good, then I think Fox will be more drawn to okay, let's get this started. Mm. Chappie didn't do massively well, did it? Chappie was very uneven. Mm. It was bits of it were very very good indeed. Bits of it were really kind of awful. Mm. Uh, it was just all over the place. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was, me, me it, was too. it was uneven. Mm. I, I liked it too, but it was definitely the hardest one of his movies to like. I thought. Yeah. You reckon? Um, I thought Elysium I thought was Elysium really good. Was. Uh, yeah, Elysium was the one I don't remember too much of, so I have to assume it didn't make a massive impact on me. Chappie, I came out of it. You know, I was I, I really enjoyed the character to be honest. I think when Chappie yeah. was good, it was a lot better than Elysium, but I preferred Elysium just because it didn't have the lows that Chappie had for me. There was some stuff in Chappie that I just couldn't stand. Like the main uh, gangster characters, of Chappie, I, I hated them. And yeah. I, I kind of got the impression that I was supposed to sort of sympathise with them a little bit, but I just couldn't stand them at all. No, no, they spoiled the film. When I watched no. it, I thought you're meant to, that meant they were doing their job, you're meant to hate I think the thing about those was, the, the film sort of came across, as, came about as Blumkamp going, I want to make a film with Die Antwoord. Mm. Yeah, because yeah. he really liked that band. Yeah, so. and I have to say, half the appeal of seeing the film for me was Die Antwoord, because I wanted to see how these crazy fuckers <laughs> would be like in a film. <laughs> At the same time, they felt a little out of place playing actual gangsters living in this like big Yeah, warehouse. But it didn't affect my inter- the entertainment value I got out of it. I, I could overlook that. Whereas, other, whereas with Elysium, I, I did feel... I'm just not enjoying this. I'm, I, I can't enjoy it in spite of its flaws. Whereas with, with Chappie, I could enjoy it in spite of its flaws. Yeah. I do, I do think, I do agree with Ridge Top though in that he, stylistically, would make a great original Alien film. Hell, even if Alien 5 does come across, you know, it's probably still gonna look great. Oh, all, all of his films have had a superb visual look to them. It just it just needs to work story wise, doesn't it? I mean, for me, that's that's sort of the the crux of it. Is I know they keep saying that it's not gonna it's not gonna destroy Alien Three, you know, blah 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 blah. But it is a replacement of it, and there's a sort of mm. yes, Alien Three is not you know it's it's not a it's not a masterpiece. Um, it's got a fuck ton of issues that we love in spite. You know, we will love the film in spite of it. There's an implied level of arrogance in in the retcon angle and that it's this is going to be better you can do a better job yeah yeah i mean it it might not be a masterpiece but it is a cult classic for sure and i think that's that's what it's going to come down to is is if it is actually better than three or not yes if it's not better than three then why the fuck did you even yeah yeah, why did did you even try so yeah I, I i think that one's going to be another one of those cautiously optimistic have to find out more about it kind of thing because out of the three that's definitely the one that i'm least excited about mm. see but it's it's like you were saying it's the alien five project it's it's an ensemble effort and why it's an ensemble effort you have a window of opportunity and when when fox keeps like no 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 we'll push that down the train track a bit that window of opportunity gets a little smaller because you're tricky. Blomka, you know, however it ends up, his heart is in the right place. He's trying to get the original people, he's trying to get the right talent for it, he's trying to get... The, that 
the chances of getting all those factors right decreases and decreases the more Fox tells him no hold off on this other stuff on so that in itself I think Fox might be making it a victim of its own success in the moment. Yeah, completely agree. But again, there's not much that we know about that film at all in any way, is there? No. I mean, said some some good things about it when it was first coming out, some stuff that, you know, kind of gave you confidence, which was him talking about how isolation had affected yes. the direction he wanted to take with the film, and um, he yeah, spoke, spoke about the psychosexual something. stuff as well, didn't he? He mentioned one to yeah. get towards that kind of... One of the few people in charge of one of those projects who actually continued to bring that psychosexual aspect back up in interviews several times. That was one of the main reasons that gave me hope for that project. But it's going to be one of these things we're going to have to wait for. Should we talk about something that I'm sure a lot of us are actually probably looking forward to? The Predator. Yes. Everything that's been said about that has been has made me say there go yep okay sounds absolutely spot on. How about I was uh, I was excited like the moment they said that Shane Black was going to be behind it because I'm a big fan of his films hmm. and uh, I know a lot of people hated what he did with Iron Man three but I loved Iron Man 3. yeah I really enjoyed three uh, so I'm I'm really really excited to see what he's going to do and I saw the nice guys that was fantastic that was a very hmm. good film. I'm really looking forward to seeing what he's going to do with the Predator. Yeah, likewise. I mean, when when this was first announced, I was completely worried because it was totally being spun in the press as a reboot. But almost immediately, he came out and said, like, well, it's an unrelated sequel, but I'm not breaking any of the, the continuity or the universe because it's so well built already. And just recently, he was talking about its place in the continuity, saying that it, it might have nods to the events of um, Predator 2 and Predators, I think. No, he he did say an odd thing about Predators. He seems to think it's set in the future because it's set on a different planet. I have to wonder if you haven't actually seen it. So. Yeah, because he was saying it takes place before Predators, but it's yeah. present day. Yeah. Although it was never stated when Predators mm. takes place, so I mean, it was intended yeah. to be at the time it was filmed, of course. But well, they mention Iraq, but um, it, it, it's like in passing. So it, it, it the the Iraq conflict has happened recent in relation to that film, but we don't know how recently. They bring up Iraq in the films. I thought that was in the comics. Yeah, I was in the car. I know so when they say to Lawrence Fishburne's character, he said, well, how, you know, have we won? And they said, what, Iraq? And he said, no, Vietnam. Something like that, didn't they? I know that um, Nikolai mentions being captured in Chechnya. Mm, he does. There's not much going on out there at the minute, so I guess there is some scope there for it to be near future. And Well, the, um, the use of the AE-12 gives it a bit of a time frame as well. Yeah. But that was obviously intended to be in 2010, so... Somebody needs to tell Shane Black it's not in the future. <laughs> so, latest news, which was yesterday, was some casting news, and we've heard very little about the casting so far. So, which which should we go with? Should we go with yesterday's or the Fiddy Cent one? Well, let's, let's, go, with, let's go with Fiddy first, seeing as that's the oldest... Uh... Fiddy. And that that's the one that's... He sounds quite confident that he's going to be in the film. Well, I think what I got from that is it's more him saying he would like to do it rather than anyone saying he's being considered. But he he straight up says he's doing it in in one of the interviews. Um, uh, no, actually, no, no, you're right. I'm working on some new projects. Um, you heard of the movie Predator? I might be part of that project this summer, and he'd do that. Yeah, no, you're right, totally right. You got to keep in mind things like that. It's it when an actual you know. A, a, rap style when they say things like that in magazine interviews it's at least 50 percent of it is 
their agent telling them to give hints of that so it helps yeah. them sell it to yeah. the other people. So, so he's kind of semi-marketing himself in the hope that he will help him get involved in it, but it's, it's not necessarily a 100% thing. But yeah, it is an interesting quote, yes. Him and Black did actually meet as well, so, you know, it's yes, not, that's not baseless. And he was in a film with Arnold Schwarzenegger a few years back called Escape Plan. I don't know if any of you saw it, but it was like... I a, did see that, yeah. Yeah, it was like a prison escape film. Oh, I saw that, yeah. With uh, Stallone and Schwarzenegger. So, I, I would say general reaction to that was rather negative, but <laughs> what do you guys feel? Well, going back to Escape Plan, I was quite surprised by him in that, because I'm so used to rappers playing, you know, very similar kind of character in the movies. When you, Whenever they're in a movie, you can pretty much guarantee they're going to be playing, a, you know, themselves, basically. Mm. Whereas in mm. Escape Plan, I thought 50 was actually quite restrained. He sort of actually played a role rather than just himself. I was quite surprised by that, and so I wouldn't be, you know, 100% against him being in the film. It would depend on the part he had, really. Mm. Yeah, there's always a bit of skepticism when people who don't start out as actors move into acting, but, I mean, he's done quite a few movies, actually, if you look at his filmography. So I don't think I'd have a problem with it. Um, he'd probably be playing a, a supporting role, I would think. Um, unless it's like an, an ensemble cast-type deal like we had in Predators, so... But Who knows? What What about this other rumor then? Another name that seems quite unlikely for a uh, a predator film, and that's that James Franco is apparently being pushed for the lead role. I, I would actually love that. I think it would be great. Personally, he's he's a really really good actor. I think. Yeah, I she's done some decent acting work in yeah. the past. I wouldn't mind him. I think it really depends on the type of film that this is actually going to be. I mean, we can scream until we're you know blue in the face about. Oh, James Franco would never be in a Predator film, or a Fifty Cent. Yeah, blah 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 blah. Yeah, mm. James Franco is not somebody you'd think for the for Predator, you know, the original. No. Well, I mean, it's just like you were saying with Aliens. Like you're getting tired of the stereotypical um, strong female character in the Aliens films. It's the same with Predator. Like, do we really need this strong macho, tough guy male character in every Predator film? So I think if if he played another character that maybe wasn't the main prey of the predator, maybe he was trying to document the predator or or find out what was going on. I don't I don't know, but I I think you you don't need the exact same character dynamic just because people want a similar experience that they had with the first film. Thing is, even if it was Predator Redux, people would still bitch about it because one of the biggest complaints of the Predators, and I. I do think it's unfounded, but you know, people accuse Predators of being a rehash of the Predator, and that's something that people bitch about. Mm. So, you know, it's all well and good. You just have to look at Predator. Ever since they cast, I remember when it was announced, and Adrian Brody, I thought, really? He's okay, well, this isn't the kind of thing I would have expected in a million years, but all right, let's see what it's like. And I watched it, I thought, yeah, he. you know, regardless of whether you like the film or not, he sold that character. Mm. Yeah, I, I thought, thought he was. Wow, very good. that that was an inspired piece of casting, actually. So ever since a guy like Adrian Brody got cast in a Predator film, I I, I hold back from necessarily you know judging it too early. What what I you know assumptions on what could happen, especially mm. in the Predator franchise, because. You know, I, I think Franco, he has done some decent work. Yeah. So as long as someone can, you know, they've got acting talent. I don't mean on the interview that it's a horrid piece of thing, but, you know, on, on other stuff I've seen him in, he, he's a decent actor. So, you know, 
it could for, and wasn't Shane Black mentioning it could be a, a detective yeah, formula yeah. at some point so he could be a detective I could, I could see him as a detective I, mm. but we've got no way of knowing what the characters are going to be I, th- I think he comes with the same sort of um, stigma that Danny McBride's casting comes with yes he's, yes yeah. good point actually except Franco has done several series yeah, yeah. whereas yeah. I don't think Danny McBride has but he's still he's still someone who's known for you know that stone. oh yeah he def- he's definitely known for his stoner comedy films yeah, yeah. but uh, it was fantastic in uh, Planet of the Apes I completely yeah. forgot he was in that yeah. yeah you're right he was good in that 127 yeah. hours the one where yeah. he's stuck in the rock you know so again it, it's only a rumour um, it's not a definitive thing and this is apparently coming from you know his agency sort of pushing it onto uh, mm. onto Black to uh, try and get him get him on the list. But the, that did come with some nuggets as well, you know. Um, apparently they were after names like Ben Affleck, yeah. Christian Bale, Tom Hardy, you know, big names. Is that going to... Batman happen? names. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's specifically Batman people. <laughs> Let's just cast some people who've been in Bradley Cooper was mentioned as well. I would have quite liked to see Bradley Cooper in it, actually. Yeah, he's, he's somebody you wouldn't necessarily... I'd like to see him do a serious action role. I think, I think he'd probably that off quite well. Well, he he kind of did that in American Sniper. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. I uh, I yeah. never actually got around to seeing that. I saw that one. It was interesting. I don't think it was a stellar film. But worth watching if you've got um, you know got a couple of hours and into that kind of thing. Yeah. Little disjointed, but I, I thought it was a decent stab at the source material. <sighs> what about them trying to get big names, though? Is that... Mm. Well, they, they're trying to make it... Didn't Shane Black himself he said they're trying to make this into a tenfold summer movie, a blockbuster? Is that, is that going to work for it though? Do you think that's? I don't know. It, it I mean, what we don't know what kind of formula they're going. Pre, I mean, Predator can be like a big budget film, but it always kind of like works best when they're in like very localized events. Like in the first one, it was a, a they're elite soldiers, but they're a small team out in the middle of nowhere. It. Little refined Predator 2, they expand it, make it a, you know, more epic with, you know, the government and the federal agents are involved. That didn't work as well for me as a viewer as the first one where it was kept more localized. So I don't know. I think if they're trying to push it in that kind of like Marvel action hero type thing, it might not work as well. But, you know, I'm speaking in a vacuum, so I, I can't assume anything until but, we get yeah. more news. We're still at the point where we don't know the, the yeah. meat bones of these things yet, do we? I think what Shane Black said was that it's going to be an event film, and yeah. I'm a little confused as to what he means by that. Like, does it just mean it, it has a bigger budget? Because with Predators, yeah, I thought it, it could have used a little bit bigger of a budget. He, he but, means he wants it to be something people are talking about months before. Because Predators kind of came and went, really. There wasn't really a big... Yeah hullabaloo about it whereas i think he wants this to be like he wants people to talk about it Mm. like there's going to be a new predator movie we've got to go and see this rather than just sort of coming out making a bit of money and then that'll be it yeah you still you still have the the casual fans who you know when when all this stuff was being reported early on and it was being reported as predator 4 people were like it was predator 3 yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) sometimes that's a slight of predators and i found quite often that that was a serious this happened kind of thing you know i can't i can't Volume, to be honest, when you look around like, you know, forums where they're just, you know, they're not fans of Predator films, they're just casual movie goes. And I, I know on some of them that they were saying there was a Predator 2. That, that came as a shock to some people because they're, 
they're not even aware there was a Predator 2, they just remember the first. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that that kind of thinking for him is, I don't, I don't think he's detrimental. You know, I don't, I don't think there's, I don't think he's going to compromise anything, wanting to make a big deal out of it. No, I mean, how I, do you I, I do that, that with a honest. Predator film? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's like you said, could it, could that have inferred it might be making it too much too much marvelly, which wouldn't suit it. Well, he's, he's also I think sort of said that that it's, direction. Yeah, well, I think he's also sort of said that it's not going to be. He's 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 sort of gone out of his way to make it make it a point that it's it's not going to be on a vast scale. That's not what he means by event. Mm, yeah, he specifically like it's, said it's still going to be quite a contained story. It's not going to be some epic war movie with predators in it. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it might be. But there's not going to be like a million predators on the yeah, on the yeah, opposing yeah. team. Yes, exactly. I, d- I think he did mention them travelling around the globe a little bit though. Oh, maybe that. I know Fred Decker did actually. It was Decker who mentioned that. I I could see that being what they meant. Mm. But you know what? That that interview with Decker was actually a very interesting one as well because he talked um, talked about the characters and how they wanted. Mm. This is another one of those things where it came out and you read it and it was like, yeah, damn right. And it was you know about making the characters someone that you were so interested in, so invested in that you'd be happy to watch a film with them even when yeah. the predator's not there which is yeah. which is great stuff that's that's so reassuring to hear about the the kind of quality intent they're going in with that's where a lot of fan films fall down because they they they, you know, they focus on the creature films, they just want to do the monster yeah. in the suit and they forget you know you make the characters interesting to watch but it, it, never mind fan films even like the, that, I think that was one of the biggest faults with the AVPs and Prometheus as yes. well actually yeah yes. I, they just yes. didn't put enough in to make interesting characters I didn't care about them mm. I mean Anderson said stuff about you know he, he's going to take his time the first half of the film the first half of the film you never see anybody and you're going to get to know the characters it's all going to be character development it, mm. it's all well and good but it don't work when your characters are boring as shit and it's going to be just like Jaws mm. yeah um, anyway, what what got us onto this? Oh, the thing about um, him talking about the scale. Other than that, there hasn't really been too much news, right? I mean, they start filming in October, I think. Yeah, they start shooting in September. They haven't got much time left for writing, then. Oh, they've, they've done writing. They handed the script in, uh, yeah. the, the final script in this ad. It films between the 26th of September and the 20th of December. Um, in, at least that the, the Vancouver shootings is that date. Um, so about three months, just like Covenant. Yeah, just by a standard for um, films these days. That's surprising. I I had always thought movies used to take longer to shoot than that. I guess they can do them pretty quickly these days. Mm-hmm. I think it probably depends on the director. If it's you know, if it's a localized movie, if it's something like James Bond, where you're going to locations all around the world, it's gonna take a lot longer. But if if it's sort of got a lot of studio work, I would imagine you can probably rip through it mm-hmm. a bit quicker. Well, maybe they'll start it out with a Spanish gun. Barbecued predators. Here's here's the quote from Decker about the scope of the film. It's not ten little Indians. It's not just let's kill off all our characters. We have lots of characters from a lot of different worlds and ideologies. I don't mean by I don't mean by that other planets. Um, It's a lot of people doing a lot of things in a lot of locations. And he compares it to Alien and Aliens. Predator is alien. The predator is going to be aliens. As well, so huh. it does sound like a, a fair greater scope than you know just a little isolated kind of thing, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's it's going to be too grandiose and too marvelesque. Well, see, if they'd have compared it to Terminator One and Terminator Two, that might have made more 
sense. I, I'm not sure how to translate aliens into a Predator film. Mm. Well, the, the title of The Predator would still kind of imply that there's only going to be the one, yeah. rather than the many, as the case was with aliens. Well, I, I don't know. They, they might be using it like, you know, mankind. You know, Another double predator. meaning thing, yeah. 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 I can't help but feel that this is going to be... I mean, they, they kept talking about it being totally different, and this this talk of lots of different people all over the world and the detective thing makes me think it's going to be like some sort of find out about the predator from all over all over the world, you know, learning more about it kind maybe, of thing. Maybe chasing a predator around the world. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a pretty common common theory that's getting thrown out there a lot, which I wouldn't mind actually because it tips it on its on its head a little bit, you know. Glass hunting them. Yeah, yeah, and which it, the, sec- the second film kind of did, but doesn't quite. Yeah, yeah. I think mm. with this time around, I think it's going to be vital for the characters to to know as much as we do straight off the bat. Yes. So you yeah. know, it, it, I, you know, Predator Two gets a, a lot of stick for for what it, um, you know, for its quality, shall we say? Um, and I think one of one of the earlier issues is obviously that we're ahead of, of Danny, of yeah. uh, Danny Glover and everybody. And I think it'd be interesting this time around to, you know, these guys know what the Predator is, they know exactly what we know, and they they they're after it. Yeah, like you say. Yeah. I think it, it'd be an interesting twist on it. And I always say this. I always say that the Predator is the Predator series is insanely versatile in what you can do with it because you can put it in so many different situations, so many different settings, and it would be quite refreshing to to go down that route and do something different with it. You know, something that the comics are only really doing, and that's trying something. It would be nice if in this they had, like we've often discussed, it would be nice to have. A, a predator film which is set back in time it would be nice to have some maybe historical flashbacks in this one i could totally if they do want to make this uh in quote you know event film i i could see historical flashbacks working really well into a kind of like a pseudo detective format that could work quite well yeah, yeah exactly i think we've run dry yeah, I think that's most of the news on the front page. Yeah, it's this seems like a year of news, and next year will be the year of actual things happening. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, Covenant's marketing campaign will start kicking in. More news about the Predator as well. If More that's news about the Predator, film. yeah. So when, when that starts uh, cracking up. Yeah, okay. So... That's pretty much everything of um, you know everything that's cracked off recently. Everything of interest doesn't seem like a lot. It's it's there's sort of been quite a bit of news, but nothing of any major substance. Mm. Like it's all sort of hints and tidbits. Yeah, it's all all little bits of a trail, and and even then there's it's still a bit smaller than this that we've been keeping track of that aren't necessarily um, on the front page. I mean, if if you are interested in in all the little tiny bits and bobs and putting that puzzle together yourself. If you go in the forums, um, in the Alien Covenant forum, there's a there's a thread called um, social media, and that's like all little tidbits of information that I've been able to get from people, that, you know, working on the film, on um, you know whether whether it's the guy doing the steady cam or one of the one of the actors. There's all tiny little bits of bobs in there um, for folk if they're interested. Like I say, hopefully we'll start seeing more stuff of more substance next month, uh, next year, next year. Um, yeah, because it's in a year's time that it comes out. That's me getting confused between 2016 and 2017 there. 
I half suspect we might see something towards the end of the month, actually, mm. if this goes up in time, because San Diego Comic Con's next week. Now, I know ah, Fox, yeah. Fox aren't going to be there showing off their big films, but they're showing off like the stuff they're working on with others, the animated films, you know, um, Ice Age, stuff like that. But, considering how sort of involved they've been on social media, I wouldn't be too surprised if we saw some sort of featurette pop up at, at the weekend on Facebook, sort of like how um, Prometheus had this uh, little featurette that went with what I thought you were going to say, actually, because this has just occurred to me, I, I, I remember that this was one of the big sources of, you know, major new Prometheus news. Uh, there are going to be a point before, the, you know, the film gets released, but obviously they've got concept art and all that to work off of, when the toys get released, yes, yeah, model, you know, action, action figures and model kits and all that, that will be a major new source. Mm. Yeah, but I wouldn't expect to see that for a while either. I no, but if, when, if, how much before a film's released out do those typically get previews? Month, month, couple of months maybe. Really? Yes, it's I'm not. Sure it no, it's not I remember the Ghostbusters yeah. remake toys came out months ago. And it's yeah, but just that, getting released. That was for a PG-13 film. I think with a franchise like Alien, with more adult collectibles, it you usually don't see stuff as early as you do with the bigger franchises like Jurassic Park or and they stuff are, like that. They are conscious of keeping like the designs and stuff like that hidden as well. Especially if they're going to be working with NECA, which they NECA have commented on that they, they were at least looking at or had got the license for Covenant. They're quite savvy with keeping stuff secret as well like that. So I wouldn't expect to see too too much officially revealed early. Whether we get leaks or whatever, who knows, but mm. I don't expect to see official stuff released too far ahead of the film. Not toy-wise, anyway. But yeah, okay. So, hopefully we'll see something. If not, we're going to over the next year. You know, it is literally just over a year until um, Covenant comes out. And that's, yeah, that's that. So, as always, be sure to check in regularly with the site. If if uh, you're interested in getting more involved, then sign up to the forums, join in with uh, the rest of us nerds, chatting about the... Uh, about the films uh, regularly and yeah if uh, who did you want to mention the wiki uh yeah xenopedia um pop along have a read contribute if you feel like it or just take part in the poll on the front page okay cool so thank you for listening guys i know these ones don't tend to be massively popular with folk i think uh, a lot of you listeners have been really enjoying the um, stuff we've been doing lately like the film discussions and the um and the script discussions so yeah, we'll we'll be back with one of those. I do plan on doing one on uh, AVP soon, actually, on Paul Anderson's first AVP film. So yeah, thank you, and we'll we'll get signed off. Uh, this is Corporal Higgs and Ridgetop, Xenomorphine, and who the fuck am I? Signing off. <laughs>